Hey, you guys, what's happening? Welcome to Ari Shafir's Skeptic Tank. Uh, Pauly Shore on today's episode. Pauly Shore. I'm not going to talk to him about weasel shit or anything like that. But here's the weird thing about Pauly and the stuff I've always wanted to know is that he grew up, before that fame or anything, he grew up as the owner of the comedy store's son in Los Angeles. I remember seeing videos of him uh, when I was working in the video room. I had a job for a while. So, um, I worked at the comedy store and all sorts of different manners um i started in the phone room uh with duncan trussell we worked the phones together answering new calls telling people either uh how to make a reservation what time the show is or more more likely uh when to call back to make reservations so someone else would have to do it uh, that was the best <laughs> where they're like oh yeah you'll just, you'll want to call back when the reservation guy gets in he gets in at 1 p.m um that's we get off at 12 um so, yeah, so I worked there, and then I worked the cover booth, I took tickets and stuff, and for a while, I worked, I worked as Duncan's assistant when he became the talent coordinator, and then, uh, I, for a while, I worked in the video room. My job was to log in all these old Hi8 tapes, and, uh, not many DVDs, it was way, way before that, Hi8 and VHS tapes, um, and my job, it was probably the sweetest job I've ever had, was, uh... Well, also, I built the website for a little bit, and that was cool, and I sat down there in that office. But uh, the office was humongous. Um, you could smoke cigarettes inside, which I liked at the time. Um, but this job was I just had to watch these old VHS tapes that were unmarked and then just label them. Watch these old high 8 tapes that were unmarked and then just label them. Uh, it was really fucking rad. You would see uh, like, like, like cool Jim Carrey footage from the comedy stores, like, 20th anniversary or 15th anniversary show um just different angles some of it was just different angles from the like the the, the fucking actual cameras that were shooting it you know um i saw this thing on dice uh not when he breaks down on arsenio hall but um when he was on arsenio hall and he goes into the crowd and did crowd work on fucking national television i couldn't believe it he did fucking crowd work uh it was so good and then, um, yeah, it was just an amazing job. Wait, why did I start talking about this? Why did I start talking about jobs that I had? Oh, so in that, I got it. In that time, in looking at all those stuff, I, I found all these backstage clips that people made, for either for interviews for like 2020 or a Nightline or, uh, or, like, um, or just local ABC News. And in a lot of those clips, Polly Shore, they had a lot about the strike when the comedians all went on strike. Uh, that made the news a lot. But in all those clips, this young guy, this Polly Shore, he was like 12, that's what he looked like, was just there in the background. He was doing stuff. What's something? They did like a little sketch with him um, where his brothers, not his brothers, I'm sorry, uh, the older comics like kiss up to him. So I always thought it must be so fucking weird. The stories I heard was that Kinnison used to take him to Little League. Um, I just thought it was a crazy place to, to grow up, just fucking strange and this has nothing to do with the fucking you'll never wheeze in this town again not that all the weasel stuff that he used to do um and in the army now and all that stuff this is just about growing up at the comedy store now obviously i delved into all that stuff a little bit especially towards the end um yeah it was a weird interview tell me what you guys think um so let me say some dates really quick uh i'll just go over them by the way uh, my sponsor amazon.com for those of you who are using the link on my website, thank you. It's really, 
helping me. <laughs> like, I appreciate it. It's not like crazy good, but it's helping. Uh, I'm gonna fucking get this computer. So, um, it'll save me so much time. So yeah, if you don't know, if you go to Amazon.com to shop, which I would suggest you do, there's no reason to buy fucking ever again. There's no reason to buy stuff at malls. You just, I mean, I guess if you need it right then, but otherwise just fucking shop online. Everything's so much cheaper. And then a lot of states, California, you got to use sales tax now. But a lot of states, you still don't have to make sales tax when you use, um, make sales tax one way, a foreigner, um, when you do Amazon. So it's fucking great. You just say the, my friends made this point, sunglasses huts, those are done. Those little huts in the mall that cost money to rent those places to sell a few pairs of overpriced sunglasses inside. People now, they just do the red laser then they find it on Amazon and they buy it for way cheaper. And be like, cool, it'll be in my house tomorrow. It's just so much better. Anyway, like those businesses are just, sorry, your, your, your model of business is out. It's gone. It's no longer viable. Um, so yeah, use Amazon. Use Amazon to buy my album, Revenge for the Holocaust. It's on Amazon for $1 more than iTunes. I don't, I don't know why. Or Topspin. Um, oh, but that's not Amazon. But anyway, um, yeah, why would it be a dollar more on Amazon? I don't get it. Shouldn't it be more on iTunes? I thought I'd give more percentage to iTunes than I do to Amazon. I gotta find out how this stuff works. But um, the point is, if you use Amazon, uh, go to my website and use Amazon, and it gives me money. It gives me cash back. It, it, if you go to my website, there's a link on my website, aritheGreat.com, and you can check out all my dates there too. Um, um, and if there's a forum for this podcast, uh, check that out. Talk about the episodes we've already done stuff. But uh, if you go there on the right hand side. There is underneath where I'm giving away four tracks off my album, Revenge for the Holocaust. That's for you, four people. Not four people, poor people. Um, there's an Amazon link. It's just a brown Amazon link. And there's one from Canada right next to it. If you just click on that, that takes you to Amazon. And then just do your shopping as is. And then for the next, like, I don't know how many hours, it just reads as, like, you went through my site to get there. And so they take out of their percentage, it takes like 5 6%, and just give that to me. Um, so, yeah, it's the best way to support this podcast. Besides coming to live shows. But that's supporting me is stand-up. Portland is amazing, by the way. Great shows. Fun, fun crowds in Portland. That's a weirdo city. That's a weirdo city. I saw a lot of people with cheetah-colored hair. That's a weirdo city. It's kind of cool. People dress the same way their zoning laws are. Like, they just they just have their own sense of fashion. And nobody gives a shit because there's so many weirdos. They're like, oh, I guess this is your fashion. There's a lot of people, like, unemployed or, like, not really fully working. They're just out during the days. And there's plenty of places to eat. And everybody's day drinking there. There's so many breweries, I guess. Everybody just day drinks. But it's like a cool hipster way to day drink. I, I don't know, man. I would get fat there, definitely. But it was fun. And the crowds are really cool, too. And there's a cool comedy scene there. Um, Ian Carmel did a guest set. and um, The whole thing was fun. Um, is this the right level? Okay, so i got to end this soon. Um, so, yeah. So go to my website and go through Amazon. Uh, it's AriTheGreat.com. You can go there. It'll help me out. Do me a favor. And then if somebody said this, if you want to make sure you do it, next time you do it, just bookmark Ari the Great, but bookmark that as Amazon. So every time you go to Amazon, if it's one of your bookmarks, then just it'll just go through my site, and then you'll click and you're there. Okay. So thank you all for tuning in. I think this is episode 85 with Polly Shore. Ah, fuck, I didn't do my dates. Okay, I'll do them real quick. I'll just say the cities and real quick, unless they're big. Uh, Yuck Yucks in Calgary this coming weekend, 1st, 2nd, 3rd of November. Then... Um, the 8th is the House of Blues with Joey Diaz in Chicago. 
Chicago, House of Blues, me and Joey Diaz, November 8th. Get a ticket. Hurry the fuck up. It's going to sell out. Uh, then straight to Manhattan for the New York Comedy Festival, the 9th and 10th. And I'm doing the live podcast. And I think I figured out what I'm going to do. I'm going to talk to Hannibal Burris a little bit, probably about drinking or something, something Chicago-related. And then I'm going to talk to um, Big J. Okerson um, for a little bit. And then we're both going to try to interview um, or talk to either a prostitute or a drug dealer um, or some other degenerate level of person. And by that, too, I mean maybe a cop, some sort of weirdo job. Cop's not going to be honest in front of people. No, he'd have to be one-on-one. But, uh, yeah, so I'm still looking for a prostitute, probably a street hooker I'd love to get. Uh, or a drug dealer. If you guys know a good drug dealer in uh, New York that would can come do it, I'd love to ask them questions. Um, okay, and then I'm off till the end of November, and then I've got Minneapolis. Then December, it is nothing. Oh, sweet, sweet home in L.A. Oh, in December, I think I'm going to try to record uh, my next my special. I don't know where yet. It may be in New York, and it may be in L.A., and if it's in L.A., it might be somewhere really, really cool. I don't know if I can make it work. But if I can, I'd be really excited. Um, but either way, yeah, I think I'm doing that in December, maybe January, but I think December. It's been a year since I said I take a little break. I'm ready. I'm like, my hour's fucking ready. Thank you guys for if you've come out in the last year to see me and help me build that up. Um, yeah, so I'm going to put it down on stuff and then move on to my next hour. I really think that's what I want to do. You know, for a few years, just keep trying to do that. You know, like as a performer, that's a fucking, that's sort of what I want to do. And then the rest will either work itself out or it won't. And the rest will get me, you know, paid a bunch of money so I can, you know, keep a car and have a home to live in or just fucking run out of money and eat a bullet. No big deal. Either way. But hopefully I can. Until that time comes, I just want to write and perform material. So anybody who comes to see me right now, you're catching the end of a cycle. Uh, it's very, very polished right now. So, um, all right, let's start the episode. I believe it's 85, but I don't, I don't know. Oh, yep, 85. 85 it is. So, um, oh, I didn't think of a name yet. Well, it's me and Polly Shore talking about growing up in Hollywood. And that cool stuff. So, hmm. All right, I can't think of anything better than Tolu Polly. <sighs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank, episode 85. Um, totally Polly with Polly Shore. Lisa, Lisa. I'm a I'm cruising down the street. In my Jeep, there's a Lisa chillin' solo, so I give it a beep. Witness my wood and my helmet too. Your donut's kinda fresh. I wanna glaze you, Lisa Lisa. Hey, we're on. Yeah. Um, you know whose office this used to be? Duncan's. Well, before Duncan, Scott Corey. Day. Scott Day. <laughs> I didn't used know to Scott be Day. Re- yeah, it used to be red. Oh, really? It was red. Which one was Scott Day? What was his deal? He was an alcoholic. Is he the one that broke his leg and then got run out of here? No, that was... Binder? No, that was... Uh, Becker? I think, oh, yeah, that was Mike Becker. Yeah, that was a long time ago. There have been a lot of talent coordinators up here. Yep. And now it's your office. Are you supposed to give me an introduction? I don't know how these things I'll work. I'll do an introduction before, afterwards. I'll oh, do an okay. intro. Oh, cool, okay, cool, cool, cool. bother with it and all. What's but up? I bet people know, your, know who you are, <laughs> even if I don't. you got a distinguishable voice. 
I guess. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, bro. What's up? Ooh, Dean. Selling marijuana. Where did Dean come from? Dean. Where the fuck did that come from? I don't know, dude. It's just uh, probably because, um, you know, he had baby, you know, he had the baby fine hair and it was soft and fuzzy and I don't know where it came from. I don't know where it came from. I really don't. All right. Well, I want to talk to you about growing up here and stuff. I never really asked you about your childhood and everything. It's so weird. Like, you grew up here. I know. It's crazy. It's 40 years here. I'm 44, so it's 40 years. So I was four four years old. When when your mom got this place? Yeah, I was four years old. It's crazy. I saw Joey Gaynor here last night. I saw him. That was fucking scary, dude. Did you talk to him? tried you know it was just i mean he's like asking me for spots and i'm oh, like yeah. dude come on dude. i did that ship has just sailed stop it you know there's uh there's only there's three old guys that get spots here argus jeff altman and then charlie fleischer uh-huh and that's pretty much it and is there anyone else dom but he doesn't seem like an old guy dom is not old he's still around yeah so and he's really like, funny yeah he keeps doing new stuff but yeah altman and but Argus. i feel you know what i feel i you know I'm very compassionate towards the older comics, mm-hmm. you know, not because of the fact that they're not that, that funny, yeah. but just, I, I look at them as my mom would look at them, you know, because my mom made this place. It's like she, you know, back in the day, she had a thing called the alcohol and drug foundation, which was basically taking care of comedians. Yeah. So like comedians, you know, like drug addicts, like they need a place to go to, to you do know, drugs. No, to clean up. No, to kind of like, they're, they're, like there's a home for him. And I think like the comedy store really represents pre- represents a home, not just for the bigger comedians, but for the comics that like Josh who sleeps in his fucking car or oh, yeah. the people no, that just start. like boom shakalaka, like the people uh-huh. that are homeless pretty much. These guys, dude, I saw fucking boom shakalaka, dude, on fucking, was it La- San Vicente? Like, I didn't know he was really homeless. I thought he, <laughs> seriously, I thought he was like kind of homeless. Yeah. But he's fucking homeless, dude. Yeah. Like, really, like, pushing the cart. Oh, yeah. And the whole thing. He had emptying water bottles and all that. That's so, like, when he's here, though, he doesn't seem homeless. He seems he's the like cleanest he's, homeless guy you've ever right. met. Right. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's so fucking clean. Because, dude, I think he, he blows is. people. I think he blows dudes oh, right. for, a place to shower probably I think really? he's like let me just sleep here and shower right and then I'll just play yeah yeah or he showers with a Y I don't, he can't but, blow you know, like every day but you know like Bob Epervaya like all these kind of guys that have been here for so and my mom did that yeah why yeah, my why mom because she's compassionate and she felt for the comedians. So you, know what I you mean? think because she set that up, that that's when it became like a, a, a no a, because a her place? heart, my mom's heart towards towards the comics. She was she's she was like the den mother. I mean, she's always been there. Yeah. I mean, even if she wasn't dating them, she still had a den mother quality. You know what I mean? And that's why she had such a big heart. That's why her pillow is still downstairs. You know that her pillow yeah. right at the bottom of the stairs. Is Do you right know there? that's there? Which At the pillow? bottom of the stairs right here, yeah. her fucking pillow is there. And that was like, it's like, it's like, oh, really? it's like leopard. And pillow it's her print? pillow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and yeah, like, yeah. No She'll one touches it. Back. But no one touches it because they have respect for her. Yeah. You know, that's what I think. But more people are like, oh, here's a pillow. I'm going to take this. Yeah, exactly. But it's just like part of her being here. The one piece so. of advice I got when I started on the phones was don't leave anything here because the comics will just steal it. Yeah. So I don't know. I just think that so you my think, mom's got a really big heart, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, we were talking about her the other day in terms of her being like a dead mother. You know, you you have been here for how long? 10, 15 13, years? 13, yeah, years. Yeah, so you I saw to drive her, her before she started to get, you know, mm-hmm. unwell. 
So you, she wasn't driving you, anymore when I came, right. but she was still like on her. She fine, was still yeah. fine. She didn't need you at all yeah, to get around. Exactly. Yeah, it's you weird. were there for the intervention when we tried to do the intervention. Because she was so proud, she wouldn't let somebody live with her or some doctor. It was so bad. Come over. Dude. That was really. That's when I knew it was fucking. Because this is why. Man. Imagine if you're someone who your whole life you've been yeah. the person in charge. Yeah. She's in charge of everyone here, everyone, and then suddenly yeah. it's like, oh, you can't take care of yourself. Right. No, that She's was like, really. I don't that was that. really, really fucking. And for me, it's just been really hard. Just period. I mean, I go over there almost every day and see her. Weren't you living there for a little while? Yeah. How was that? I can't imagine it was living like, with my parents. Well, no, it was like no, it wasn't that. It was <laughs> me. It was me trying to be semi mature and trying to, you know, take care of her because the caregivers, you know, didn't. I mean, they knew how to take care of her, but like I was like her blood. You know, they didn't mean? know how to be white. And that was important no, to her. <laughs> right. But, um, you know, that whole intervention thing, that was... That was a that hard was, day. That was really tough. She was really mad. Yeah, because it was... What was crazy about it, it was like... It was me, it was you, it was Eleanor, it was... Who else was there? Uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Pryor was there. Oh, wow, Jennifer right. Pryor was there. And a couple others. And, and, and we, were, we all basically took our turns to basically say, Mom, like, you know... You can't you, get around on you your own. You can't get around on your own. And this was like a pounding of like, like just boom, 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 like for like literally an hour. And then she just looks at all of us and says, what? I don't remember. She says, get the fuck out of here. You're all crazy. (laughs) Yeah. She was never going to accept that. It took years before she finally let somebody in there. Yeah. She didn't have a choice. Golly. So, okay. So you were four when, when your mom took this over, Mm -hmm. she still didn't have any money for a while. Right. And it wasn't making money right away. So you were like a poor kid. No, she was, she was, no, she was doing pretty good because it was just the OR, Uh you know, it was just the OR and across the the street, across the street. Well, you know, my parents divorced when, you know, when I was three, about three, because my dad and mom never wanted to be married at all. They never wanted, I'm like, he basically had sex with her in um, Green, it was Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. And, um, and he got pregnant, she got pregnant and then basically called my dad like three months later and said, I'm having, I'm a, I have a fucking kid. I'm going to have a kid. And that's Scotty, who's going to be 60. What? Yeah, yeah. Scotty will be 60 next year. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So he didn't, he never, he never wanted, wanted to be to married. Mar- yeah. And she never wanted to be married. He just knocked up a girl on the road. Just like we would. Yeah. Same exact thing. Exactly. Same exact thing. And so then, but well, I he was, no, but he was, they were dating for a while. Beforehand? No, no. What happened was is he was performing in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin, yeah. for um, for the whole summer. Yeah, oh, it was like for a the whole summer, and she was the assistant to the boss of that place. Of that place, and and what she kind used, of place was it? Just like it was a, like a camp. Okay. No, it was a camp, like for kids and families and stuff like that. Like dirty my dancing. dad was performing. Like dirty dancing. Like I don't kind know. Of camp? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> I like was outdoors and stuff. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. And then, um, and then, uh, uh, and then, what happened was is uh, my mom used to type up his material. Oh, really? Kind of like you have a girlfriend and you have mm-hmm. your materials all over the place. Yeah. What she would do? Clean She'd it up. Straighten it. it. Yeah, straighten it up. So she did that for him all summer. And they were boning. Yeah. And then she just got knocked up. Got knocked up. And then your dad was like, "Fuck." He was bummed. But moved then, her out to no. LA. Then they went to Toledo, Ohio, and then got married at a place called King Wailo Supper Club, which was um, in in where he was performing. Really? Yeah. 
She said he All the places we play on the road, dude. Like, yeah. every time I go to a shit town, my dad's played there back in the 50s. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, they, 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 you know, that's where they, they uh, got married on the stage at King Wailo's Supper Club. And then um, she said he immediately started cheating on her. Yeah. She was like, didn't even wait that night. Right. Just, exactly. just started up. He's like, hey, I didn't, I didn't want this at all. Sounds familiar? Yeah, it sounds familiar. <laughs> right. If I got some girl pregnant, she's like, we're going to make this work. I'm like, well, it's yeah, not exactly. going to work. Exactly. Because I'm not a good person. Right, exactly. So, yeah, so then they moved out. They moved out to California um, yeah. with my sister and my brother, Scott. And, um, and then, you know, my dad was hanging out on sunset at a place called, I forgot what it was called. And then there was a guy named Frank Sennis who owned the building here and basically said to my dad, you know, the story, you don't need to hear sort me of. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. Um, but so then you start, you just grew up here. So how soon before people start kissing up to you for spots? Like, were you like seven when they started like trying to get in your good graces? I think everyone was so fucked up around here. Yeah. And there were so many drugs and so much cocaine and so much marijuana. Drugs, right? It wasn't like people were kissing my ass at all. It was almost like I was like a dog or kind of like a pet, like, like the mascot. Star mascot. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, like, oh, there's... The, no, it wasn't like that at all. I, it wasn't like that at all. At least not at the beginning. Right. When did it start? 72? <laughs> 72, yeah. So this is like... Okay, so like right around 1980 or something. You were seven years old. They weren't... They were just... Were they giving you drugs? Um, you must have gotten an offer at least, right? No, I'm just trying to think. Um, they were so around. The Coke especially, right? No, I first started smoking marijuana because my mom used to date a guy named Steve Landsberg. Okay, I've heard of him. He was on Barney Miller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his best friend was a guy named uh, Jimmy Martinez. Jimmy Martinez was in all the Mel Brooks movies. Okay. He, uh, he, he wrote a lot of the movies with Mel Brooks. Yeah. Right? And um, Jimmy used to also deal marijuana, and he <laughs> used to always slash weed dealer. Yeah, he always used to like drop it. over a whole bunch of joints to my mom, and she would smoke. Fuck yeah, dude, a lot, really, a lot. So there would be a baggie of pot. Listen to how I used to get stoned. This is you asked yeah. me about my drug yeah, absolutely where I first started. So, so always in my mom's underwear drawer, yeah. there would always be a. Um, there would always be a uh, like a Ziploc bag with like probably about not kidding probably about forty rolled up joints. <laughs> so I would just go in there, right? Just snake one and just snake a couple, and then I'd smoke pot and walk to school. And How I went old? to school, and I was it was like, that was like probably kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth grade, fourth grade, probably like wowza, yeah, probably around like I'd have to say, I would have to say um, probably yeah like kindergarten first like probably first second third fourth grade smoking joints on the way to school you would smoke just outside on the way on the way where'd you go beverly high no i went no that was way later where's i went to elementary school which was uh uh, west hollowed elementary which is a block below the roxy okay you always know where the roxy Uh uh-huh you know where the roxy is you know a block below there yeah there's what an elementary school where a block salmon city is it elementary? You school walk there? down Sam and Cine Yeah. From Sunset. Yeah. You go a block down. It's a Don't you see house. a schoolyard? No, it's on the right. Oh, uh, yeah, sort of. Mm, I totally don't even of. notice kids. They just bother me. So I'm like, ugh, kids. Right. I don't even look for I don't. I'm not like, oh, let me see if there's good schools no, around here. No, I'm just saying there's a school yeah. right there. Oh, so that's where you went. Yeah. You smoked weed on, could you smoke weed in the streets back then? I don't know if you could. I did. 
Yeah. And we used to skateboard down the hill. That seems dangerous as fuck. I was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you started. So that's smoke- why I started okay. smoking pot. And then it did because that was my mom's stash. You just how was it when she started dating? Like, I mean, at some level, this must be the same as anybody whose mom starts dating. But exactly. like, but like, uh, but she was dating like degenerates. She was dating the people like me or you. Well, she dated guys that I mean, I think she's very similar to me. Like, hence the reason why I don't have a relationship. Why I just date these kind of. Um, chicks you easily know, accessible non long term yeah. so yeah. yeah so I think she kind of had fun with them she was entertained by them because why the fuck would she want anything serious when she just had 40 years or, or 20, 20 years with my dad oh really think about it for, for, think about it from 20 to 40 oh. she was with my dad for 20 years dude yeah when nothing was 20 happening. years dude fucking 20 years she was in miami in miami with peter i mean with scotty with sandy being a mom period miserable with fucking headaches wanting to be an artist oh. wanting to be an artist wanting to be free like us yeah free to do whatever she she didn't want to be tied down so that's why she dated an idiot man that must happen to a lot of people where they just get caught up in some Ugh, terrible you ever get a girl pregnant once did she like threaten to have it at all mm, no we talked about it and it was done yeah and i had an abortion yeah good for you so shows then congratulations that's how i feel about it you had a couple abortions right yeah one yeah, one yeah. and a half one yeah. that i knew about once she told me later jesus yeah when she told me later she was like you know two years ago i had an abortion well the, like, you know what's crazy is my kid right now because i had an abortion uh i was 26 27 so i'm yeah. 44 so I'd have like a 25-year-old fucking kid. Wow. How awesome is that? Yeah, like 18, 19, Whatever. a full-grown kid. She'd be like a, he'd be like a son Ew. coming in here. I'd be like he fucking Damon Wayans, like dude. I'd be like Damon Wayans having my kid open for me and shit. Does he do that? Yeah, dude. They asked me to co-headline with him once, but then he fell through. Right. Because they were like, sure. we'd like to have him here, but we don't know if he has any time. Um, so then she came to LA mm-hmm. with your dad. Yeah. Ran this place for a little while, and then she divorced him, and she got him. So she started dating these people. Didn't did, you didn't feel any sort of like like relationships with the dudes? Did you like daddy? Well, type I think stuff? it was like I think it was like any relationship with anyone in life. I think you either like someone or you don't like them, whether they're, right. you're related to them, whether they're boyfriend, girlfriend, da, da da da. Like she dated a guy named Steve Landsberg. Yeah, loved him. Fucking awesome. You were into like, him. So yeah, he was awesome. He was a great guy. And he hung out with you sometimes? Tall, handsome, good-looking dude. Yeah, he hung out with me. I mean, you know, um, did he want me around? Probably not. There was a lot of times where he didn't want, didn't want me around, but there was also the times that we had good times together. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, because he wanted to be with my mom. So, like, you know, like, dinners together? Yeah, we like go to that. dinners to Afong's, which was down the street, which was connected to the Laugh Factory, okay. which is now the Laugh Factory. And, um, yeah, so... That was cool. Yeah, and then you had other guys who were just like couldn't care less about, or probably hated. I remember some bit you had a long time ago. The sponging thing, or yeah, like, oh, right. Danny Stone was a nightmare. Danny Stone, he was, was a, an Argus, you know, was pretty much a nightmare. Why? Well, because he was on coke and he was drinking, and he would always follow her home, and you know, and it was one of those things like he couldn't really do anything, and then oh, yeah. it, it got really bad. He I used mean, to push her around a little too, right? Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah, if you're like a. 13 year old like what are you gonna do about it well he was yeah no i called the cops on him a couple times really yeah 
Yeah, for sure. It was fucking really funny, dude. It was really funny. <laughs> they showed up and he's like, what the oh, fuck? Oh, it was the you best. Kid? No, it was like, because he used to always follow her home and he'd always be coked out and drunk and blah, blah, blah most of the time. But she was like 45, 50 then. Yeah. But she, but she was an enabler. What are those people that like allow to go out with alcoholics and because yeah. they want to take care of them? Oh, right. So they want Argus to pass out drunk so she right. can like bring him into yeah, the bed. Exactly. And, like, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Brush his hair. Exactly. <laughs> Boomer sooner, man. Um, I remember one time where you know he he uh, he had um, you know followed her home, you know, and blah blah blah. And I hear my mom down. All right, guys, go. You're drunk. Get away. And all that. And like, don't touch me. And I got like, you know, I mean, yeah. he never punched her in the face. It wasn't like that. But there was a lot of shaking. And you're upstairs in your room. Yeah, hearing the whole it. thing, kind of crying the whole thing. Yeah. And then. Um, and then I called the cops, mm-hmm. and then the cops showed up, and um, and uh, they walked in. I'm like, there he is, there he is. And then you know, Argus obviously was really quiet. And then um, the cop says, "Is everything going on here? Anything cool?" Ba ba ba. And my mom's like, "It's fine, it's fine. Don't worry about it. everything's oh, okay. Wow. It's fine, it's fine. Everything's where it's fine." Da, da, da. And I'm like freaking out. And the cops take off. <clears throat> the second the cops take off, Argus looks at me, goes, "Oh, <sighs> look who's here now! <laughs> oh, Mister, call the cops. I got some news for you." <laughs> and like that type of Jack Nicholson shining shit, dude. Wow. Yeah, I was fucked up. Dude. Dude. And he didn't. What, did it he happened for years. What? He didn't do anything to you, though. No, or he never they? hit me. Uh-uh. Man, that must have sucked. Have some cokehead drunk is like, Ugh, you're gonna be around all the time. It wasn't even. It wasn't like a shrug. Oh, you're gonna be. It was like fucked. It was really bad. Didn't you hear really screaming bad. once? I remember some story about that. <laughs> yeah. No, it was really bad. But I, but you know, people listening to this, they have the same story. It just wasn't with comics. Yeah, I mean, just every fucking. Every fucking kid's got drunk stepfathers and blah, 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 that beat them and raped them and shit. Like, and some, I never got yeah. raped, you know what I mean? It was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. it wasn't like, you know, I never got raped. That would have been way worse. Like, that would have been considerably worse. <laughs> if yeah. Argus was like, not only am I not leaving, <laughs> right. but you're going to take this hard You know, I mean, I was never sexually abused, yeah. you know, by any of them, you know what I mean? I remember one time Christmas, it was awesome, because, um, you know... It, if you're familiar with what an alcohol, a real alcoholic is, a true alcoholic is someone that when they're sober, they're totally perfect. Oh. And then when they drink, they're fucking just Pluto. Bad. Yeah, yeah, you can't, you know, a real alcoholic can't have a couple drinks and be cool. So I remember one time during Christmas, you know, Argus was drinking, but he was doing it on the, on the low. It wasn't like he was fucking going crazy. Okay. Right? And I'm like... And uh, and he's like, and he's like, and he's like, you know, bothering my mom. He's like, Missy, what do you mean we're not going to La Jolla? You know, what I mean? get away from me, Argus. You're drunk. You know what I mean? There's Drunks Biff, hate hearing Biff that Maynard drunk. is there, and you know, and Alan Bursky, whoever's fucking there. It's a Christmas party at my house, right? Oh, it's like the Christmas party here, but at your, at the place. That's all we did it back at, at my house. Yeah, we used oh, to always wow. do it at the house. Yeah, she had everybody up. That's cool. And. uh and you're drunk. What do you mean, Mitzi? We're not going to La Jolla, right? Uh-huh. You're drunk. And then, and then Biff Maynard says, Argus, you're not fucking going to La Jolla, and just punches him right in the face. Really? <clears throat> yeah, and they had like a, a brawl out in front of the house, which was kind of funny. That's cool. So it was like Danny Stone, was he just like, when he was there, was he just he like... He was later. <gasps> he was way later. Later, yeah. He seemed like the kind of guy who would just leech, would like lay by the yeah, pool. Yeah, but my mom loved him because he was so retarded. Why? Because he was like a dumb dog. And, then, and, he, and he was so dumb 
that that sh- he made her giggle. You know, like if you saw someone dumb on the street. Because he was and, such a moron? Yeah, and it made her laugh because it was like having a child around. And so she you know, started boning him because of that? I, you know what? I, I don't know. She was going out with him. Jesus. But you know what? You can't say that, dude. Like, think about all the women out there that have bad choices and, yeah, and then all the they're guys. They're all idiots. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what morons. I'm saying. Yeah, well, you know. I don't she, picture your mom like that. I always picture her as like. But that was the one part that was, I mean, I'm not defending her at all because I lived, I lived it. But that was the one part of her life that, you know, she wanted to just kind of keep it light. I can see it too. You're yeah. right. If she had 20 years, I'm like, dude, we did it. It was sucky. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. just have some fun. Exactly. I have this comedy store. I'm running that. That's my main thing. Yeah, that's her. that was her real love. Yeah. It's like your real love is your comedy. You know, that's where right. your real love is. And then if you have a girlfriend, she's your what? Second love. Yeah. She she's always told me like, you can't have what? a wife. She always like, you can't have a wife if you want a career. Yeah. Not till later. So. You can't split your loves. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, did new comics ever like try to like let you like help ask you to get them in here? I don't. I don't think I give that vibe off. I, I get it once in a while. Yeah, but it's not. It's not. I, I think that people don't think I'm retarded, and I'm not going to be like, yeah, okay, no problem. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I don't think people think that. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like you know, like I'll see you on stage if I think you're funny. I'll just tell Tommy that this. Even when you funny. were like 16, though, like nobody right. was like, "Hey, help me out." Seems like they would have. Comics really. are so like they have no standards or, or morals not, at all. Not really, man. Not really. That's uh-uh. cool. Uh uh-uh. oh. Uh oh. Uh-uh. That's cool. How old were you when you started hanging out with Sam? <laughs> that was. Ow. That was, um, I was probably 14. 14, I was a short order cook at the Comedy Store in Westwood. Okay, and that was his place, I had my own menu there. I cooked. I was the only cook. You know, you got these two Mexicans. Yeah. Dude, I was the fucking bomb, dude. Like Really? Really? You worked at the Westwood Comedy Store? Dude, I was a fucking real cook, though. Not like these fucking guys. What'd you cook? I cooked everything, dude. If you go into my mom's office, you'll see it on the wall. It says Polly's Menu. Really? Chicken breast sandwiches, hamburgers, nachos, fucking. You were just making yourself? Yeah. I was a good cook, dude. I had a grill. At 14? Yeah. I had a grill. I went down to a, the Safeway, which was a block away from the Westwood Club at around 6 o'clock. I'd get all my things. I'd get a big block of cheddar cheese. Yeah. And I'd fucking get all the hamburger meat. And I'd get the nachos and the lettuce and the tomatoes. We would chop it up and da da da. And I'd fucking just. I would serve 200 people, dude. Whoa. Ask any of the older. Ask Tyree. Ask any of them. You just worked nonstop? Just like yeah, sweat, I was sweat, into sweat, it. Go. I was into it. Yeah, I wanted to do it. I wanted to save up money. Did, you know? Did, yeah. Save money. And what? So you made money at it? Yeah. That's what, because I wanted to, uh, I wanted to buy a saltwater fish tank. Because I no, I did. I wanted a saltwater fish. I love tank. when kids can save up money for something like they'll mow lawns for like two years. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. Want yeah. Just some stupid thing. Yeah, but no, it wasn't stupid because saltwater fish got a lot of vagina for me. That's really? When I first got a first started getting vagina. At sixteen. Well, salt. Uh, dude, if you had a saltwater fish tank, that was like waterbed. Dude, if you had a saltwater fish tank that was a fucking hundred gallons, yeah, with dope fucking fish, sweet colorful fish, like, colorful, and you dim the lights and it's like this killer purple light. And yeah, you play some fucking like you know Pink Floyd or some shit. Yeah, it's fucking done, dude. And then you started fucking. Yeah. How old were you when you started? I was, you know, in high school, Beverly High. Yeah. And uh, and so these girls would come over and they're like, oh. Wow, I don't you're know. Classy. It was just, no, it was you just it was tank. fun. It was the eighties, you know what I mean? It was like it was cool, you know? Yeah. Lava lamps and all that shit. Your mom knew you were fucking? She ever give you any advice or anything? 
I think she was, you know, my mom loved me, but she didn't really, you know, take care of me like, you know, but she did. And like, she didn't make me the sack lunch and drive me to school and do all that shit. You know? Yeah. Well, like we're talking about in terms of like splitting your loves and her love was not going to be boys. Her love yeah, was going to well, be the, the comedy kid store. Thing, like, you know, she yeah. So wasn't she, was she like sort of absent when, when you were growing up? Definitely. So what happened? But what I was you- here. I was like a little mascot. Like I said, I'm like the dog running around. So like after school, you just come hang out here. Exactly. And stuff? Exactly. After school, down at West Hollywood Elementary School, I would walk across the street. See that right there? Yeah. That's what the Mondrian. Yeah. What it used to be back in the day was a projects. It was what? all black. Fucking what? gnarly projects, dude. Like, right on Sunset. Right there, dude gnarly dude like straight up like fucking earth wind and fire type shit <laughs> yeah. like serious dude like yeah so i was best friends with a black guy named eddie washington it's <laughs> <laughs> gonna go out to here he used to sleep at mom's house we used to walk to school from my mom's house to west Hollywood elementary school and then we'd come here he would go across the street and i would come here and then my mom would be in her office and i'd sit on the floor and draw or whatever she do homework or whatever whatever yeah and she and would wait for her of- to get off get wait for her to finish work and then we'd drive home she would take you home yeah around six or seven and you didn't you didn't hang out here during the during the shows at night did you once in a while you were allowed, and no, I didn't care. You were just like, no, it was kind of a little, a little, you know, a little, a little weird, a little odd. But um, every once in a while, someone will bring their kids here. Yeah, like Beaumont did it once, and like, yeah, someone else did it, and it was like, Ugh, get yeah, these fucking six year olds away from us. We're trying to be gross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, let's take a break for a sec. Okay. All right, we're back. Short, short break. No one even notices. Right. Um. Uh, so the, yeah, so when you so at fourteen you start hanging out with Sam, yeah, so fourteen. Said, yeah, yeah, what was that like? He took you to little league and stuff, dude. He was the fucking, he was the fucking man. Yeah, he was so awesome. Everything I hear about that guy is like a cult so hero. Awesome, because he had a huge heart. He had a huge heart, sweetheart, like Richard Pryor, dude. Like yeah. these, both these guys, like just huge, huge heart. What do you mean? Just really sweet. Like really? if you were, yeah, if you were friends with him, he was the sweetest guy. Just not, just like Christmas, he'd just bring me tons of presents. Really, more than anyone. Yeah, Sam Kinison. Yeah. Wow, and yeah. he would like hang out with you and stuff. Like he literally took you to Little League. No, not Little League. It was that was more like you know Roger and Roger and like Argus and Mike Binder and like you know and like Joey came in and those type of people. That yeah. was Little League. Was like that was early eighties, maybe okay. late seventies or something. No, I met Sam because I was the shorter to cook in Westwood, and yeah. he, that's when he first showed up. That was 1980. Okay. So I was a freshman And she sent him school. over there. Yes. So she didn't up. send him over there. That was the spot. It wasn't Not like- Not here? No, dude. That was the fucking dope-ass Oh, because there's no projects at Westwood. There's projects right over here. No, that wasn't it. It was like, this is where Robin Williams was. This is where, you know, like more the mainstream kind of- on sunset yeah like more of those type of acts you know like dennis dennis johnson and what type of acts just kind of more vegasy type acts right. you know Clean. kind of what yeah a little bit cleaner yeah that's what it, yeah, exactly the, the westwood club was like dirtier a little raw. dirtier a little raw jim carrey was there that sounds like the place paul, to see the show. paul rodriguez was there you know uh dave tyree was there alan stevens was there mitch walters was there Mitchell Mitch Walters. Walters is fucking genius, dude. Really? I mean, genius, dude. Like back in the day, yeah. So funny, dude. I'll tell you a story about it another time. Say it. Why not? So Say it right now. All right, now. Yeah, why not? I thought we were talking about Sam. Yeah, we are. But all right, all right we can well, get back I don't to care it. wherever you want to go. Yeah, do Mitchell Walters, and we'll get back to Sam. 
Okay, Mitchell was was great. He was such a cokehead. Yeah. That he would like. I remember we played Vegas, like the Dunes, when mm-hmm. Sam was in a lawsuit and he had to like pay all his attorneys' fees, and he played the Vegas. You know, this is when he was piping hot and he was like selling out fucking shows in Vegas, like two weeks worth, like Boom. Guns and Roses type shit. He was a rock star, yeah, dude. Golly, but fucking great, dude. Right. So we went there and 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 we were playing the Dunes in Vegas. And I was like, it was like, I think Alan went on first, I went on second, Mitch Walters went on third, uh, Carl LeBeau went on fourth, and Sam went on fifth. Is this outlaw stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, And I went on second and did my fucking, you know, weasel fucking, you know, 10 minutes. At like 20? The what? At like 20 yeah, years old? yeah. And uh, Walters comes up to me and he says, look at, uh, oh, he says, I go, dude, after the show, we're going to fucking party, right? We're going to get some pussy, right, bro? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah, me and you, kid. We're going to go out and get some pussy, da, 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 da. And then in between the show, he went out and gambled. Oh, and he yeah. lost all his money. And then he came after the show. I'm like, let's get some pussy. He goes, get the fuck out of here, you golden boy. I don't want to fucking talk to you, fucking golden <laughs> little fucking go. Go back to your mom, you son of a bitch. Really? Like, yeah, it was funny. Because he's in wow. mood swings and shit. You know what I mean? I remember him from, I did he a guest was spot. the best. Really? He was so, back in the day, he was not funny now. now. I did a guest spot for him in, in like uh, oh. South Carolina somewhere. Oh, the coconuts no. or something. Oh, something. no, that's so great. Yeah, and, uh, and they called for a guest spot. They said, fine. And so they said, 10 minutes. I got there, and they're like, he doesn't know who you are. He doesn't want you to go on. That's and so I was like, what? And he's like, well, come here. He goes, where do you go up? I'm like, the comedy store. Right. I'm at the comedy store. Right, right. So before, I was a paid regular, but I was still like right, right, in right. here. And he goes, do you know who uh, Harris Pete is? Like testing That's me. Best. And I was like, yeah, I know who Harris. Yeah, Harris works the door. And he goes, nah, still five minutes, five minutes, no longer. That's and if you great. go over, we'll cut the mic on you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, bomb. He's nuts. He's nuts. But back in the day, he I was great. Fuck. Yeah. He had the funniest 15 minutes. Man, All that's these how guys, I guys take us like, like a another to thing is like fucking Ollie Joe Prater, the best 45 minutes I've ever seen in my life. Top to bottom, dude. 45. 45. For the full hour. He was but like, he never went off the material. Straight through his he, went, he did this joke. I remember he goes, he goes, man, he goes, I dropped acid once. I went up in this girl's water bed. I said, God damn, baby, you got a nice ass, but let me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but his shit was like, boom, boom, boom. Now it's probably not funny. But back then, dude, it was like fucking. I thought Ali Joe died. But he wasn't. But yeah, he died a long time ago. Oh. But Ali Joe, dude, he wasn't like Sam. Sam was a fucking genius. Yeah. Sam would create his material on stage like prior. You know what I mean? Oh, he really? would like create it. Like once Ali locked into his act, that was it all the time. Same. Okay. Always. Right, Sam would riff a little more, huh? He, he didn't riff at all. Jazzy he didn't it. riff at all. Sam? Oh, Sam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam. Yeah, yeah. Sam. Sam would feel it. So Sam, he started taking you on the road with him for the album. So no, so what happened that? was a short order cook at the Comedy Store in Westwood, and um, and he used to go on last because she yeah. used to put him on last because he, he didn't really have an act. Right. He was a preacher, and he would basically scream, and he would scream at the end, and basically say, "Everybody out of my house, get out of my fucking house!" And he'd take the stool that was on the stage, and I saw this. I'm not making it up. Yeah, everybody get out of my house is what he said. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. And there'd be like three or four like kids left. You know how the OR gets like five people. It's amazing. People, like, people come in there like, oh, it's comedy. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> right. what is this? There's so it's like that, right? All over. So he'd say, out of my house, you motherfuckers. And you would take the stool and throw it at the kids. Really? Like in the fucking audience. That's the UCLA there. kids? Yeah. <laughs> like straight up, like right away, like gnarly type shit. And they took off and then I'd feed them. You know, yeah. the, the leftovers. And then, I leave, and then I know he was out there partying in the back. And then I'd leave the uh, kitchen, kitchen door open. And then he'd sleep on the stage. 
Uh, that happened for a long time. Because you had no place to go. No place to go. So we'd sleep on a stage. Yeah. On the pull stage. up a blanket or something. Yeah. Wowza. Yeah. I just, I, you know, I left the door open for them so they can go back in, you know? Him and the rest of the guys? We go in, like Carl and whoever? You get along with Carl still now? Or? Yeah. Oh, that's good. So yeah, you start no, going on the road with him. I heard the road, him taking you on the road with him was a way to punish your mom. Um, Slash also give yeah, this yeah. guy a break. But no, like, not give me a break. No? No. No, it was, um, I think Sam and Sam and, 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 and Carl both looked at me as a lot of people looked at me. Like, oh, it's fucking Mitzi's son. He's never going to fucking make it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, the son of the owner. Right. You know, which drove me. You know, which was part of the thing that drove me to make it. Do you know what I mean? Because everyone thought, no well, that's way. part of the drive. I mean, a lot of people, like, that grew up in the entertainment business, Charlie Sheen or fucking... They try to not live in the shadow of their parents. Yeah, and it's, it's part of the drive. You know what I mean? You've done that. You've accomplished that. I mean, people are yeah. surprised to find out that your mom owns the comedy store. Right. If people you don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Most people don't know. Then they're like, what? The really? out there, they know MTV. I'm a, gra- I'm a comedy store graduate. Period. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I graduated. You know I like I mean? that. I There's some fraternity here like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not, you know, I, uh, yeah, I was Mitzi's son, but I, you know, I graduated into movies and TV, and I made it out of the comedy store. So when you were on the road with them, was that before MTV? Yes. Okay. So, of course, insane. that was a break. Yeah, it was fucking yeah. huge. But, but you're asking about motivation. His oh. motivation was okay. to fuck with my mom. How was that going to fuck with your mom? Because cause then she had, because then he had control... Over, over her, her kid. baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's like, I'll be watching your son. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And he would try to get back at your mom for stuff or just try to like... No, it's just kind of maybe a control thing. But then he also liked me, though, too. So there was a... Com- right. I think it was a combination because he did like me because we did have a friendship. It's you like when you mean? fuck somebody and you find out she's somebody you know's ex-girlfriend and they're upset about it. And you still like the girl, but you're also like, yeah, I split apart her pussy. Yeah. Just gnaw on that. I guess. Yeah, I've never done that. I don't right. know what I'm saying. <laughs> I've never been that no, cruel. But it, it was, I think it was a combination. And I think that he was probably a little jealous of me as well. Why? You know I mean, because I was younger than him. Oh, yeah. I was getting pussy. I was on, new on the scene. And he wasn't? Was, no, he was getting pussy, but this was towards the end. Like Towards the end, my mom was like, he should be opening for you. Because I started, you know, blowing, blowing up, up, and he was on coke, and he was fucked up, and he was yeah. showing up late, and his comedy wasn't funny anymore. Man, his comedy really went down, huh? Yeah, in a five-year span. Yeah, it was, like, amazing yeah. to, like, unwatchable. Yeah. Wow, that's just because of the booze and the, and the coke, fame? Coke, 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 fame. coke. Yeah, coke and fame, I think. You sure. never really got into coke, huh? <laughs> or did you? I was, I was never into anything except for vagina. Okay. You know what I mean? As far as like wanting it, yeah. Like it, like back in the day, like I like I wanted it. It's just drive. Yeah, I wanted to get vagina after the show. It was yeah. a fucking normal thing, uh-huh. and it happened all the time. You know what I mean? All the time. You would get laid always. You were also young. you were twenty two, twenty one, right? Twenty four, whatever. Like right. you were at the right age. Perfect with, like, age. Comedy club going audience. Perfect you were probably age. Probably doing real well on stage. Perfect age. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, and they're like age. either it's fucking forty year old Argus Hamilton right. or this guy who's my yeah, age and just as funny. And I did my thing, you know. But um, back to Sam. So, so yeah. So he took me on the road. I remember the first time he took me on the road. It was pretty interesting because. Because I had, I had my MTV show started in 1990, which is 22 years ago. Golly. Crazy, it's right? Time, 22 yeah. years ago. It started in 1990. And, um, 
and uh, uh, and so naked with the Kellogg corn pops. Right, it's the only line I remember. <laughs> what is it? You were you had no shirt on, and you were flicking your nipples with your, like a middle finger right. each one, and just going. Dancing naked with the Kellogg's corn pops. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck? Who is this guy?" I was at Avi Schneider's house watching. I'm like, "What is going on?" Yes. Yeah, so he asked me. He asked me to open for him. This was fucking crazy, dude. Yeah. This was crazy. To play, I think it was Virginia Beach. I think, and he was playing in front of three thousand. He always played in front of three thousand people. That was, was like his- that was like his thing. Like that yeah. was like. 3,000 people, dude, all the time. Gosh. So many people to play in front of. Yeah, period. And we were late. We were late, of course, for the show because he was fucking, always fucking late, you know? And we get to the venue and there was probably about, there was probably about 15 or 20 screaming girls in the front of the venue. I'll never forget this. And they all knew me from MTV. Okay. That was like the first time I was like, shit, my life's different now. And then that was like nineteen. Yeah. No, wait, that was probably like in my early twenties. And that's when you got groupies. Yeah. Or like and you that's were when like, I was like, hey, come here. But that's when I was on MTV at the height of MTV. Yeah, but that's when I was on MTV only for about two months because my show was originally just a three month trial run. run. It was just three months. It was the summer. Yeah. That was it. It was three months. It was June, July, August. That was it. And and we went on tour. I think it was like July or late July or some shit. So my show had been on MTV for about a month, two months. Yeah. And so it was just that little amount. And that was it. And that was it. And it was just like on after that. Did he get mad at you for that, Sam? I don't think he got mad at me, but anyone would get, you know, anyone that was probably coked out and drunk and blah, 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 would, would feel a little competitive to someone that's kind of new on the block, you know? Yeah. If you're not... If you're not comfortable, do you ever do that when someone like an opener is like getting laid and you're not that night? Do you ever like, hey, not now because I'm like Chris D'Elia is like the guy right now. Like he mm-hmm. gets a lot of pussy, good looking dude. Like nines that and would, up. what yeah. eights and nines and up. Yeah, That's all he's like good. like he's a guy that I would feel like a little, you know. What I mean? But I'm older now, so now I'm ha- I'm happy for him. You oh. know what I mean? I'm like really happy for him. Like generally, I support him. I talk to him. Sometimes I'll call him, tell him you're doing great. You know, I'm happy for him. Oh, that's know? good. Like you, like what did I say the other day? He's like, way to go, man. I'm happy for yeah, you. You're like, I'm that's really awesome happy that you're doing for well. you. Yeah, I'm really happy for you. I'm happy for anyone. Steve Simone, dude, he needs a break. He does need a break. You know what I mean? He's this so guy funny. needs a fucking break, but he's got. I don't know what he's got to do. I I don't have the answer. He's got to figure the it thing. out. There's no answer. I have no idea. You're exactly, because you don't fucking know. I, yeah, nobody knows. <laughs> You know what I mean? He's just got to figure it out because he's so funny and he kills and he's clean and he's likable and Mm -hmm. da 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 da. You know, and but he's just got to come up with some type of hustle or something. I don't know what it is. I think just to get on TV a little bit, yeah, so people can have access to how how like when he's on stage, there's grandmothers and there's fucking twenty two year old like meatheads. They're all laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's amazing. So where was your dad when you were growing up? Was he just gone, gone? He was gone, gone. So what's your relationship? He remarried. My dad remarried to a girl named Stephanie. Okay, I don't know. And, and her cousin, it was pretty cool. Her cousin was the girl from Little House on the Prairie. Uh-huh. Melissa Gilbert. Oh yeah, was her cousin. So as a kid, when I used to go with my dad, you know, on the weekends or during the week or whatever, he used to take us to the Little House on the Prairie set, which was really fucking dope, dude. Wow. As a kid, while it was on. Yeah, while the show was happening, because I met Melissa. I was, was I was related show. to Melissa Gilbert. While my dad was married to this girl, Stephanie, for a while. So wow. she was my cousin or some shit. She was the head of SAG for a little while, wasn't she? 
I, I guess. Sort of win, I, don't I mean, know, but yeah, shit. yeah. But yeah, that was really cool. Getting a tour of the fucking wow. little house on the going prairie on. set. Where was what, it? Are you fucking kidding me? It was in the valley. It's like off of Radford Studios or some shit. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. What a clean show that was. So great, dude. All those shows were so great. These fucking TV sucks now, dude. It's really bad. It's fucking. There's like four good shows on the South Park, dude. I don't even know what else, dude. There's nothing, dude. There, I mean, I like Two and a Half Men when he, when Charlie Sheen was on it. That's watchable. Yeah, but now it's just like because he's watchable. funny. Charlie Sheen's funny. He is funny. He's funny. That's why when he's having his meltdown, he's like, "Uh, I'm a star." Yeah, people he's watch great. everything I'm in. He's fucking funny. But you know what? You know how I knew he was funny? Huh. I did because he was on my MTV show. Totally, Polly. Yeah, dude. For a while, we did a lot of episodes together. How'd you get that show? Well, that was MTV. You were twenty. Would you just showcase? They saw you and they thought you're. you're no, what happened was is um, my first audition ever was for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That was my nice. first audition ever. Yeah, because my friend Donovan Donovan Leach was going up for it. That's the back second in the eighties. Second one. The what? That's the first one. First one. What? Bill and Ted's. It's the first one. Okay, and the Bogus Journey was the second one. Okay. Yeah, it was the whole franchise. Okay. You're going as what? As who's as, as Bill or fucking Ted, oh, nice. dude? It's the same fucking character, pretty much, right? Yeah. So it was like, uh, it was, um, it was me. <laughs> yeah, it was the same character. <laughs> yeah, it was. So, so Donovan. Wait, I have to burp one sec. <laughs> nice. So Donovan's manager at the time, Barbara Barbara Binstein, um, got Donovan an audition for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure because Donovan Leach was an actor. Okay. Ioni Sky, you know who Ioni Sky is? I've heard that name. She's oh, star yeah. of River's Edge. Do you ever see the movie River's Edge? No, I saw something else she River's was in. Edge. Oh, she was in Say Anything? Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's right. She's fucking like really she was natural. Hot for a while. Really natural, really great. She dated Anthony Kiedis, who I used to hang out with. Gosh. Adam Horowitz, who I used to hang out with. This was my childhood. You what, how are you friends with these people? Because of Because of Donovan. Okay. I grew up on Sunset. I grew up here 40 years, bro. So that's when everyone was just around. Donovan Leach, dude. His dad's fucking Donovan. They call me Mellow Yellow. Dun, that's Donovan? Da, da, da. Yeah. Oh, that was my wow. best friend growing up as a kid. He went to Hollywood High. So, wait, where was I? I don't know. He was Donovan Jr.? Oh, so you went to... Where were, where were we? I forgot where we were. This happens a lot in my podcast. No, it's cool. I'm just trying to think... Uh, Wait, so Donovan Gilbert. Oh, oh no, yeah. how'd you get how'd you get totally Pauly? Oh right, 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 right. Oh yeah, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. Yeah, good job. Oh, yeah, we yeah. got that. We got that. So uh so yeah, Bill and Ted so so Donovan's manager at the time, Barbara, got him a um got him an audition. He's like, dude, you wanna fucking go? Donovan yeah. says to me, and I just started doing my stand up. As you know, we can go together, he says. We can go yeah. read together. Do you understand? Oh yeah. Take yeah, so we, we, we rehearsed the sides at my mom's house. Yeah, we had a video camera. We go excellent, all that fucking bullshit, <laughs> right? And I went in, and we got to the end. Really? I got all the way to the end, so it was down to me, Donovan, um, my friend Josh Richman, um, some other guy, uh, I, uh, uh, Keanu Reeves, and Alex Winters. Alex Winters. Yeah. So those are the, the last six guys. So obviously, Alex Winters and Keanu Reeves got the part, but I made it to the end. So after that. You know, um, Barbara wanted to manage me. Okay, because you saw how close you got. Yeah, so she got me got me a gig, and then she got me to Triad, which was before William Morris, and um, and I just started going out on auditions. Okay, and then I was just hitting auditions, dude. I got fucking Twenty One Jump Street. Really? I got yeah. What'd you do on Twenty One Jump Street? Elsewhere. 
I played a dramatic role. I played a guy named Kenny who got the kids the fake IDs. But I worked with Johnny Depp. That's where I first met Johnny Depp. Oh, that was wow. really awesome. Yeah, that was really awesome. So I've known that fucking guy, dude. Every time I see him, it's just like... He lives in France Yeah, now. We were, but no, I've seen, I seen him around once in a while. But back in the day... Um, was you it know, just like Party Central, like Sunset? When you were, when, once you had like 24, 25, was this dude, place it just was, like... Dude, this here now is a fucking caricature of what it used to be. That's why you see all these tour buses. Because of what the it used to be. The tour buses, what do they say? Here's the once. comedy store. It used to be da da da. Here's the whiskey. It's a dude. You fucking missed it, dude. River Phoenix died out. Yeah, here. this it's is all a, the dude. Past. You know that fucking place? Yeah, the you know the no Viper the Viper Room? Room. You know what it used to be called? What? Filthy McNasties. Filthy McNasties. And guess who used to date Filthy McNasty? What? There was a girl. Filthy My McNasty? sister used to date him. Ew. Yeah, dude. He used to pick her up in his carpet covered hearse at my mom's house. Really? With flames. Carpet covered hearse? Swear to God, bro. And my sister used to drop acid. Really? Yeah, dude. Didn't Dice take your sister too? Yeah, that was way after. God. So he used to honk the horn and he'd be like, da 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 da. I'd be like, Sandy, <laughs> filthy's here. <laughs> How great is that? And, um,. So yeah, so that's where it first started. Was was you know was uh, MTV started getting all those points, and you know I I got on Saint Elsewhere, and I just was fucking so excited, dude. Yeah, I was so excited. That's why I made it so young, dude. About the possibilities and about I just loved it, dude. I fucking had a purple Jeep. Yeah, I fucking cut off jean shorts. <laughs> so I had the fucking my mom's scarves in my hair, fucking cowboy boots. That's where they were. Yeah, those your mom's scarves. Yeah, that's where I got them. Oh yeah, she wears closet. those crazy scarves. Yeah, I used to go into her closet and just wear her shit, mixed up with my shit, and I watched Steven Tyler and shit. I, just I remember seeing them. you on when I was like, yeah. I was either live from the Laugh Factory or something. Mm. I, was I didn't have cable. <gasps> Dude, but, how great was that set? Yeah, that it was, was cool. Fucking but that awesome. wasn't the Laugh Factory, right? That was, was the Laugh Factory. Yeah, that's yeah, where I cool. first started. That's my first hit. What, because she wouldn't put you up here? No, no, not because she wouldn't. I didn't want to work here for two years. Because you wanted to belong? Dude, I stayed away for two years. I had to become famous before she'd let me on the stage. Really? It wasn't like working my way up. Dude, I told her to fuck off. She told me to fuck off. I moved to Flores, (laughs) down here, Flores and Fountain, by myself, dude, at fucking like 19. I've been paying my own rent since I was fucking 18, dude. I haven't asked her for a dime. A dime, dude, since I was 18. Wow. Been paying my own rent, dude. Been paying, making my own money since I was 18 years old. Yeah. I just started last week. Wow. Um, I'm, just, I'm just saying. You so know, she, I'm so just she made saying. you go out, work out elsewhere, get better, and then come back? She told you not to do comedy, right? Yeah, of course. Because it's such a shitty life. <laughs> well, I don't know. She knew, she knew, she knew that, you know, but comedy isn't, you know, comedy isn't one of those things you choose. It chooses you. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like, you know, you cho- you like we have to go on stage. Yeah. You have to go on That's stage. That's why those shitty people never quit. Because comedy's chosen them, and oh, guess what? You're sucky. But right. it's still, you're locked in. Well, that's just got to, we got to get a fire hose. You just get rid of those people? Yeah. God, how do you get rid of the you just get a awful fire hose. old people? Oh. That are like, you've you been know, what for you do for them? Years. No, what you do for them yeah. is you create a night for them, you know? And if they can promote it, just say, dude, this place is a college. Okay. Yeah. And if you haven't, if you're not famous, and you haven't made it, sir, you gotta go. Yeah. P. 
period. And it's, it's a young nothing guy's personal. Place. You just say it's not personal against you. That's just the way it works. Look at it, it, college. What's college? Four years. Yeah. Right, you don't sit there sixteen years in college. Yeah, I'm most seven. If you're a total slacker, you <laughs> right, can't be there at forty one. <laughs> that's about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So after a certain amount, but but again, coming back from my mom and the compassion thing, these poor guys, she had the thing da da da. Maybe do a night from in the belly room if they can promote it. They won't Old, be able to. Older crusties fucking from the eighties comedy store night. I don't know. Gosh, it's the worst. I'm like, you know how long I've been around? You're like, that's not what it's about, man. Right. Exactly. That's not why you're getting or not getting spots. Right. Right. Come on. It's just not happening anymore. And so your dad was never around. He was somewhere else. He married that girl. Yeah, he wasn't around. He was just like on the road and stuff. Yeah. So you really—that's why your relationships have been so like porn star related, and like not like commitment related, is because you, you didn't really have parent figures at all. What do you want? I think, think no. I think it's partly that. I also think it's partly um, because it's fun, and I like to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I like to have fun. I like to keep things light. You know, the shit that I go on in my own life, my own personal life, you know, with my family, my brothers, my getting older, or my career, like, that's enough drama. Yeah. Like, I don't need to add a whole fucking other stack of drama with some chick or kids or all that shit. That's like, that other stuff consumes me. I'm just like, the responsibility it has coming with a relationship, having to call you to tell you I'm going to go out to eat with my yeah, friends or, later at night. But, or just, there's a lot of people that find it, and I guess it's just at some point, maybe when you get older or something... You, you find someone that's your best friend, and you want to you get along with them, and then you start fucking them. I don't know. I don't no, know. I don't either. have the answer. When's the last time you were in love? Um, probably, um, maybe, who was it? It was probably this girl, Bobby. I'd have to say, like, 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Do you miss that at all? Yeah. Yeah, but it's yeah. not worth, like giving up the fun no and also i'm a bad liar i don't like to cheat in my 20s i lied and i cheated a lot and i was fucking Mm -hmm. i was a disaster i was fucking emotionally a disaster i dude i flew to fucking london that's how fucked up i was in love with kylie minogue you dated kylie minogue yeah with Kyle Minogue. What are you pointing from biodome this biodome right there oh yeah she was in biodome yeah which one was she in biodome she played my girlfriend the little petri dish inside the biodome. Oh, it's the little a, redhead girl. Oh, that was kind of little no, the, the, the rock star, the musician. Yeah, or whatever. dude. Yeah, it was insane, dude. One of my favorite parts in that was when you guys were making out. Yeah, and the song "I Got Candy" was going on. Yeah, but then yeah, she had to stop, and as soon as she stopped, the music stopped. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, that move. was yeah. I totally fell in love with her. I mean, everything about her. It was awesome. It was like literally the. F- I think. The only girl that I've ever gone out with, yeah. when I went to dinner with her, yeah. like I really listened to what she had to say, wow. like for real. Like I'm not saying I don't listen to what girls have to say, but but not really but, listen. But not right. <laughs> you don't yeah. like actually think about it. You're just like, listen, I'm trying not to tune out. No, you're like going, yeah, I'm into what this person's saying, but like her, I was really because I was really, uh, um, I looked up to her. Well, imagine, imagine who's your idol? Who's your idol? Like. Male or female, like as far as who you look up to? Uh, one of the Olsen twins. Either no, one. seriously. Uh, I don't know. Who do you like that you think is really cool that you'd be stoked to fucking hang out with? Um, like an actor or a comic or oh, yeah. George Carlin back in the day. Oh, yeah, that would be okay, cool. Okay, so like George Carlin. Fun. Like imagine going to dinner with George Carlin. Yeah, yeah. Right? Why'd you look up to her? Because she was successful, dude. Okay, she was already in stuff. She was successful. She was adorable. She's still she hot. She was a millionaire. She's still hot. Yeah, she's still hot. She was cool. She made me laugh. She was fun. She was a, she was a millionaire. She was a short girl. She was a, a short, short tiny. girl. 
She had her own thing. She, had her, she was a millionaire, so she didn't yeah. need your money in any way. No, dude. Guess what? what? The check would come. Guess who would pick it up? What? She'd pick it up. Who is it? Oh, okay. David Letterman? Um, maybe I should maybe should we pause while you take yeah, a call pa- from David Letterman? No, pause. It's from her, his people. About the $100,000 thing, too. Okay. Well, we're back then. Um, wow. So that was Kylie Minogue. All right. So, yeah, so that was that. But we could be here for hours. Yeah, we we could, could do a part two if this goes well. There you go. Why don't we do a part two? It ends More with stories. Minogue. More stories of well, growing dude, up. Dude, it's a to-be-continued, bro. Ari Shafir podcast. <laughs> so what's the name of your podcast? Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank. Okay, cool. So this is the Ari Shafir Skeptic Tank. This is this is uh, Polly Shore and Ari Shafir. And, um, Talking about growing up Polly. And now what are you doing? You're we're, doing wait, we're going, but wait, we're just, this is part one. We'll continue it. Okay. okay, another cool. time, yeah. Come on again. What is so, this? What is this politics you're doing? It's just uh, politics. It's, yeah, it's Polly Shore's politics. It's you know you wouldn't associate me with politics at all. No, but then you probably a lot would. Of you would. probably would. <laughs> no, you probably. Well, you can know. We used to sit and watch the news with my mom. I would look at the TV while your mom watched the news. I'd be like, I once got in a fight with her. I'm like, can we just change it to The Simpsons? It's 8 o'clock. She yeah. goes, turn it back. I'm like, yeah, you're like, eating dinner in there. Who cares what right. I watch in here? Right, right, right. We're not watching The Simpsons. I'm so mad. Well, I like it too. Fox so I'm, I'm entertained. I'm, see, the thing with me is like, like you said earlier, the TV is so bad right now. Mm-hmm. The only thing I watch is political stuff because to me, that's a sitcom. Yeah. I really laugh at everything. I see. I just channel surf at, at home. At, at night, I go Dude, to the, if you watch MSNBC uh, all the all yeah. time, where she watch Fox News, it right. becomes the same story. Yeah, I know, over but then you again. flip it, and then you go to something else, and then you get your news, and that's it. You don't watch all day long. Yeah. You watch it for an hour. That you was know? your mom's problem. <laughs> she right. watch all day long. They keep kidnapping girls. No, Mitzi, it's the same girl. It's just four hours later. Yeah, so, so it's a, yeah, so it's a, it's Polly Shore in Washington, D.C. It's, it's me doing stand-up, straight-up stand-up from D.C., and then also... Um, it's me interviewing Larry King and Barney Frank and Ralph Nader and Herman Cain and really? all these real politicians. Yeah, Ralph Nader. it's me in that in DC and it's awesome. I love it. Where did you record the special? In DC. No, where I mean. I'm oh, uh, Club Nine Thirty. Oh yeah, you Club. remember yeah. we we did we did Baltimore together. We did Baltimore. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I saw Alanis Morissette at Nine Thirty Club. Wow. Yeah. Like so right you know the club. That first hit. Yeah. Yeah. So we did it there. That's cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, and so then it's coming out on Showtime. It's coming out on Showtime on uh, October 26th, but yeah. we're streaming it on my website on, um, on November 6th, which is, you know, basically I'm in the whole $100,000 out of my own this. pocket. You paid for it? Well, Showtime gave me part of the money, uh-huh. but these specials, the money, the, I mean, you know, or you don't know. I don't know if you don't know, Maybe. but the basically, I mean, everyone, is, it's out in, the, out in the open. Everyone knows the amount of money that Showtime gives you to do these is probably about half what of what need? they call. I mean, what they what they cost. cost. So they cost 150, you know, they cost. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it's almost like heroin. Like once you start to spend, you can't stop. Yeah. You, you know, you can't stop. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, right. so I'm in the hole like $100,000. So Jesus. Yeah, money, it's fucked man. up. It's a lot of fucking money. So, you know, I put myself in a really kind of, you know, once again, an uncomfortable situation financially, you know, with my own projects. Um, so I came up with, yeah. You've I mean, been doing I, that a lot? Yeah. You got to get funding. You got to get rich idiots to um, give you money. Trust me. Where, do you know any? No. Exactly. Because if they did, they'd be funding your shit. Find the guy from Toronto. What's his name? Justin. Justin. We did that one. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And every day, Ian, <laughs> Ian Edwards is like, where's my per diem? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah ready yeah. to like, give my 50 bucks. Yeah. So, cool. so, yeah. So, 
I put myself in a predicament and I thought like Louis C.K. obviously is very popular. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the only one that's been able to get people to download his shit for $5. On that large a scale, yeah. yeah. So, I Burr's mean, doing it now too. Who? Bill Burr. Yeah, but are, is it going to be quite at this? Big. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I'm, I'm realistic, okay? okay? I'm not Louis C.K. I don't have those type of fans. I can't tweet out and say, dudes, buy my special for and five. Have. And they're not going to be like, yeah, great. Send us a clip. We'll fucking you know, yeah. watch it and whatever. So I came up with a sweepstakes idea, which is basically, check what this out. Yeah. yeah, check this out. A sweepstakes idea. So once I get 100,000 downloads, yeah. then I give someone $100,000. But they don't get the $100,000 unless I reach at 100. least 100,000 downloads. So if and you it's get five dollars, so it's almost like a lottery. So if you get wow, so, so if you get there, you're going to give away someone's going to get yes, yeah, someone's going to get a hundred thousand dollars. No, what will happen is think of if you do the math, five dollars yeah. times a hundred thousand is five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I give away a hundred thousand dollars. I keep four hundred thousand dollars. I yeah. pay my back myself back a hundred thousand dollars. And then maybe keep. Um, a hundred thousand dollars, and maybe give money to some of the people that worked on the special for not a lot of money. Yeah. So, so that's kind of where I'm yeah, at. Give your interns twenty bucks. Whatever. Total. But the problem is, is trying to get people to know that this this sweepstakes exists. So how do they join? How do they do it? They just go to the website and they just click. Yeah, they just go to polyshore.com and they click to pre-purchase. It's the same people that did Louis C.K.'s site, so it's really simple. Oh, you know how to. Okay. Yeah, it's really simple. You they just get, go to. What can they pre-purchase now? Yeah, okay. pre-purchase now for $5, and then they physically get the, the streaming version on November 6th, which is election day. They don't physically get it, they digitally They get physically it. get it. Oh, yeah, sorry, they digitally, digitally yeah. get it. Okay. Yeah, into their um, homes or whatever. On and then at, election on, day. Yeah, on no, election that's day. That's a cool, that's a good idea. Yeah, on election day. So that's kind of where I'm at. So right now, we don't have a lot of pre-purchases. So I need help. So if you can help me out, how many followers do you have? On Twitter? Yeah. 40,000. Yeah, that's, so that's what it's I have. But are they going to listen to you if you tell them? It's Maybe. Like, if you say, hey, my friend Polly's in the whole $100,000. My friend Polly needs to be bailed out. And if you help him bail him out, You're you get- also get a comedy uh, uh, special. No, you get a special and you can and win you- what? So how did you and, get- and you can win what? $100,000. Exactly. How are you going to give it away? Randomly? For the no, I'll do it a streaming thing. I'll do it live streaming. Just draw out of a hat? Yeah, I have like to do it Like either all the people way. who did it and boom. Yeah, I can't fucking lie. I can't do it ske- sketchy. It's got to be done right. Dude, do it sketchy. Let me win. Right. Uh, if you give me the $100, i will give you $50. I will give you $50 no, I got to right do now. it right. Oh, by the way, I, here, I have $50 for you. I give everybody money for this part, so this will help. This will get you a little bit of the No, I don't want your... I don't want... No, 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 no. Really? I want you to tell your friends... Okay. And be part of this. To buy politics. You can, Where'd you get this idea to do a po- political fucking... I'm into politics. I just told you yeah. earlier with my mom. I'm into it. You know? Man. <laughs> what so, if you became the, the voice of the new Jon Stewart? So let me show you some of the stuff. All right. Let's wrap it up. All right. Well, thanks, Polly. Thanks, um, guys. That's it. We're good. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, rock and roll. All right, right. All right, that's the episode. Um, yeah, interesting. He did not get taken to Little League by Sam Kinison. <laughs> I had been misreported to on many things. Um, yeah, still a weirdo life, but it seems like he was more interested in talking about the uh, you know the later stuff. 
Plus, I guess I was too. Kylie Minogue, really? Fuck. Annie fuck Belladonna. This porn star girl that I like, that I'm friends with. Man, it's like he's, he's fucked a lot. Fucking hot people. Um, anyway, so there it is. Yeah, I don't know what I should do with him next time if I do another one with him. Um, or I should center on him. But, uh, yeah, check out his DVD, uh, the pre-sale thing. Um, don't forget to check com for dates for myself. You can also go there and get a 2012 tour shirt before they're discontinued forever. Um, I don't know what else. Again, Amazon.com. If you've been going to it, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I also have the Gamefly link where you can sign up for a free 15-day trial, and then they send me like 15 bucks. Um, that's actually a pretty good one. If you haven't done that, that's not bad. You go to Gamefly.com slash Ari. There's a link on AriTheGreat.com too. But um, listen to that. Listen to this. This is the, this is the this is the creepy way to breathe. Oh, I'll try to do it in sense. I'm like, yeah, you can go to arythegreat.com. Nah, I'm not doing it right. I'm not doing it right. Yeah, but uh, gamefly.com/ari and then get a free two week trial and then you can cancel or whatever. Dude, I almost played last night. I almost played last night. I know it's get this game rage. Fucking Matt Egger left it in my place. Fuck. I was like, I, I can just go away. I don't have anything to do till Calgary. I got nothing to do till Calgary this weekend. So I can just disappear from everybody for a while. But I fought the urge and I didn't play it. Oh, I'm going to play it soon. Can you bring Xboxes on the road with you and play in hotel rooms? Because that could be quite the interesting twist on my life. Uh, anyway, thank you for everyone in Portland who came out and for all the heavy handshakes. <laughs> there were so many. Um, what a wee town that is. What a fucking wee town that is. Maybe I could get used to the fucking weather. If you could get used to your feet always being cold, then I think it might. There's a bunch of cool people there. They need more stand-up places. There's a good little community, but they need fucking. Nah, I can't go anywhere but LA or New York. No, maybe. If I'm on the road enough. But I don't want to do that. Anyway, what am I thinking of? I mean, like, later in life. It's one of those things, like, I'm never going to do, but it would be nice to do it. Um, so, yeah, check out the Amazon.com uh, through AriTheGreat.com. And uh, thank you guys for tuning in. If you have any suggestions, if anybody knows a street hooker in New York that they can get to be on with me, please contact me at contact at AriTheGreat.com. Uh, I will respond uh, if you have somebody, if you actually have somebody, um, uh, or on Twitter, um, or on my Facebook fan page, twitter.com slash Ari Shafir. Anyway, yeah, let me know. Or if you know, like a good drug dealer, but he can't just be a weed dealer. He's got to like, can't just be like, dude, I find weed for cheaper and I upsell it to people. You got to be a, dr- I want a drug dealer. I want like, you know, multi-purpose boy. Um, or at least it's just a Coke dealer. At least that. Uh, all right, so that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Uh, episode 85 with Polly Shore. Totally Polly. Over and out. Bye.